Sorry, production guys. I messed up the shot with the thing here. Well, can I still give you a little bit of God's word today? Really? Like, is that all right? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to either way. So, pastor always asks, but the pastor's gonna do it anyway, right? That was so good. Thanks, Sean. Let's go to First Samuel. Chapter 1, verse 21 through 28. Now, I preached a whole series about Samuel right before we moved, actually, in the fall. And um, this is a passage from that same area of the Bible. But how many know when you read the Bible multiple times, God gives you a different word from the same passage because it's alive, right? How many know who Samuel was? Come on, somebody. He didn't work at Starbucks, though we have it outside. Yes, I'm going to keep talking about it. You like our sign out there? Our Starbucks canvas? We're really sacred here. We want to be really sacred. So we put a Starbucks thing. I made that. I made it online and had it printed. Anyway, Samuel was the first official ruler of the kingdom of Israel. And without Samuel, there would have been no first King Saul and there would have been no King David as his successor. We, we talked about the people in between last year that never get the recognition, but they're the ones that actually help facilitate these people coming into leadership. And that was Samuel's mama, Hannah. And um, essential oils, anybody? I got extra. <laughs> y'all, y'all awake today? Come on, somebody. Can we laugh? Okay, I see smiling faces. Okay. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 21 through 28. When her husband, Elkanah, went up with all his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah didn't go. She said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will live there always. He said, do what seems best to you, her husband, Elkanah, told her. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she weaned him. Hey, that feels a little bit familiar to our house. After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, we all have those, an ephah flower and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. How many know we're in our Shiloh right now? Oh, y'all, y'all are sleeping? We've been preaching about this building last year, and we called it Shiloh for like six months. This is our Shiloh. It's the first permanent worship center of Israel. So we called one seat's building, get it, Shiloh. Anyway, when the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli, the high priest, and said to him, pardon me, my Lord, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked him. So now I give him to you, Lord. Everybody say, I give him to you. For his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. Such did Samuel. So you don't know that Hannah was barren for a long time and got teased by her peers because she couldn't have no baby until God blessed her. So God did something really special. He delivered on his promise to Hannah. See, today is about the dedication of this child, 
but it's about the dedication that you may have not yet given in your infancy to Jesus today. You can start today. You don't have to be three months. You can be 30 years. You can be 50 years. It all starts somewhere. The younger, the better, right? Why not? But it's not too late if you've never dedicated yourself back to the kingdom. We witnessed today a baby being dedicated back to the purposes of God. And Camilla, we pray you go on to do great things for Jesus throughout your journey here on earth. And she's like, what? I can't even speak yet, Dad. And you're talking about my purpose here on earth. Yes, we are. We are, we are, we are dedicating you now for what you will do later, just like what Hannah did. We're going to get back to that in a second. We pray that not only she would live for God, but offer back to God her life as a sign of thankfulness and expectation for protection, that when she is covered by the blood of Jesus, she's safe, she's secure, and she's empowered to do great things. Nobody said the lamb has to lie down in every situation. Just because you're a Christian don't mean you have to be weak. You know, it takes, it takes discipline and strength to actually close your mouth instead of saying what you want to say. I had a situation yesterday. I tried to just go get some pizza from the place with my son, and there was a car in front of me, and the car behind me was mad thinking I wasn't going, and there was a car in front of me, and I got my son, and I'm a pastor, and I'm, all these thoughts are going through my mind like, what do I do, Cody? Not the old, not the old you. What do you do now? And, and it was really hard to bite my tongue because of the situation, especially when you're innocent. It's really hard to bite your tongue, but Christians are to be empowered. And so Camilla can stand tall in her faith when she's old and not say nothing sometimes out of strength. Y'all getting this? It's easy to run your lip. That's why it's so hard to control the mouth. God said if he can control your mouth, he can control your whole life. That's why the power of death is in, power of life and death is in the tongue. And I could preach a whole other sermon on that. But what I'm trying to say is, we can be empowered as Christians by being bold, transparent, putting out signs all over the area. We can be bold with it. But just like Samuel, this day is not merely a token of appreciation, but an instillment, installment of a child back into the kingdom regarding mission and ministry. Just like this baby shall be covered by heaven's anointed, we as people have a choice in our own lives to dedicate ourselves back to Jesus. Isn't that cool? Let this situation today be a mirror for what you might do tomorrow. Let's dedicate some people. You can dedicate yourself if you want. So what will you do when God delivers? My title today is when God delivers, maybe you've never dedicated, maybe you weren't dedicated, excuse me, as an infant. But again, today is your opportunity to recognize you may be an infant in Christ who needs dedication. So good. See, Hannah did before she received. God didn't say, here's your baby, now go be faithful. God delivered a baby because she was faithful first. She not only prayed, but see, see, the baby came. What did Hannah do? She acted on what she was already committing to do before the baby came, which was give him back. She was asking God for the baby, knowing she would give him back. So my question to you all today is what are you asking God for? Maybe this week. Maybe this 
this day, maybe this morning, Hannah prayed fervently for a long time for her need. But are we praying with the end result in mind or just for the moment? You know, you can pray for the situation and get a bad result in the long term. Or you can pray for the long term and get a good result in the moment that sticks. Are you forward thinking with your prayer requests? I mean, I love the building and all, but I didn't know how many people we were going to have to hire to make this thing work. And I'm good with that. Am I forward thinking in what we're building here? I'm learning. Can somebody else be learning with me? Am I the only one learning? We grow as we go, right? Like, like you have to be forward thinking with the end result in mind of what you're asking God to do. Because if you don't, it'll come crashing in on you. And sometimes it's out of covenant. See, Hannah was in covenant with God already. So she knew the will of God, and she knew as simple as God would deliver, she would give it back. But when we're asking God out of covenant what we want, and we're putting his name on it, we're using God. Does that make sense? Has anybody ever used God to just get what you wanted? And then you called it God's will. But then it didn't work out, and you say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he said, I never left you. I never blessed you with that. You know? So, so it's, it's, it's important what we're asking God to give us to fulfill right now, and does it fit the long-term vision of what God has? God needed Samuel to become the first ruler so we could have a King Saul and a King David. It wasn't just about Hannah's baby wish. You getting this? But because it was God's will, the baby came. And he also gave it to Hannah just like Abraham because they were counted righteous before the act because of their heart condition to be faithful. God promotes where he can trust. That's so good. God puts it on people he can trust. You want to see an abundance of blessings? Show God you can be trusted with what you have right now. That's through dedication. That's good. That's good. Oh, good. That's good. I like that. I like that. I'm going to go watch that later, Jen, me and you. We'll watch it back and give thanks together. Give it up for Jen on the back here. She's awesome. She is amazing. I could just preach on Jen. She's so awesome. She's like Hannah. What am I asking God for today? Is it in his will? Hannah had an anointing. But if we ask God for things outside of covenant, we start using God. Well, God, if you don't do it this way, then you weren't listening. And God says, no, I was listening, but that's not my way. And there's a difference. He blessed Hannah, though, because he knew what she would do when the baby came. First thing she did, took him back up to Shiloh, took him back up to Eli. That's why we bring the baby. First thing we do, we dedicate that baby in God's house. That's why we do it like that. Now, this is going to get real for a minute. Um, I know we're going to leave happy, but what most people do, you ready for this, is when they, God delivers on their blessing, they flee because of accountability. It gets hard. You know the part people don't see? You know the part when the person's on their knees going, okay, God, what do I do? That's when they want to flee because God now put it in their lap, and they don't want to handle the accountability because they're scared, perhaps, or they just, it's not what they thought they thought it was going to be, but God knew Hannah would not do that. So what God is looking for is dedication before the blessing to know that when he delivers on his promise to you, you will be accountable and ready to take it forward. Isn't that good? It's like God's smart like that. We call it provision. We don't want to waste it. 
God says, I'm careful about my provision and where it goes and how it's used. It's, it's a sacred oil that we put on the baby. It's, it's valuable. You know, oil in the Bible was valuable. We don't want to waste it. God says, I don't want to waste it. I'm going to wait till you're ready for it. And if you're not ready for it, I'm going to hold on to it. It doesn't mean I don't want to bless you, says the Lord. It means that you're not ready for what you're asking. Isn't that good? The Bible says he's like our father. He is our spiritual father. So he's watching out for us even when we're careless as his child. He knows better. Isn't that good? I love that. Why did he pick Hannah? Well, he said because she was faithful, Pastor. I get it. She's faithful. Because she was ready to bless back. It was immediately about blessing back. We, we took the baby. God, we, we bless you, God. Bless your house, Lord. Take this baby and use her for your glory. You've blessed us, and how much better would it be that we give it back? You know, everything we've got that's good is supposed to be given, right? So we give her back. We give her back. What did Abraham do with, with, with um, Isaac? He, he offered to give him back. Now, thankfully, he was going to give him back in, in a brutal way. And God said, no, I was just testing you first. I don't really need your sacrifice, Abraham. And no, that's not in this passage. I'm jumping around here. What I'm trying to say to you is God will test you where you're willing to dedicate and know that you're accountable first. And then he'll bless you so you can bless it back. Isn't that good? Come on, somebody. You awake in here? Okay, when God knows you'll be a blessing, he'll bless you more. Now, don't get me wrong. You're already blessed. You got air to breathe? I think you're blessed. But when he knows you're going to bless back, he'll bless you more. You don't have to be jealous of their blessings because God just knows they're going to bless back. And if you want to have the same things, you just bless back. It's so easy. Just give it away. Everything it gives you, I dare you, just give it away, and he'll keep giving you more. Well, you don't even know what to do with it. Isn't that cool? I don't even want it. It's too much for me. I'm going to give it away. Man, there's so much joy because we're meant to be givers. And so when we give it away, that's when the joy comes because blessings weren't meant to hold. They're meant to give them back like the child. He's not trying to make you earn it. He's trying to allow you the opportunity to sow and then reap so you'll be blessed back. And then you can bless back the next. They're not intended to keep. They're intended to give away. Now, I am thankful that I get to keep Camilla in my arms. But I have to be real at night and say, she is the Lord's. And the Lord shall do what she, he desires for her life. That's my prayer. When Chloe was a baby, give it up for Chloe. Was she not killing it? She just turned 12. She sounds like she's 25. I like it and I don't like it. When Chloe was a baby, I'd pray in my closet like when she was just, oh God, please let her not fall into the ways of the world. Please let her not be like I was. Please let her not stumble the same way. Like, like my biggest fear as a dad with a little girl was the wolves out there. So I started on day one. And I started when she was in the womb still. God, protect her, anoint her, use her. It doesn't mean she's going to be battle free, just like Sean said. They're not going to be uh, adversity free, but they're going to know how to handle it, and they're going to be covered by the blood, and they're going to they're have discernment that without this dedication, without this instillment, without this protection, they would not have. That's why it matters. 
That's why it matters. Are you willing to bless back with what you've been blessed? Well, I waited a long time to get that job. Thank you, Lord. And God asked you to start giving to church. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, God. I need that. God says, I gave you the job, and now you, wanna, you don't want to give me back what's already mine? Come on, somebody. Can I be real? <laughs> we don't like to talk about that. I'm just preaching the Bible. If I, made, if I made it up, we'd be playing Xbox and doing some Starbucks, and that'd be church. But this is God's word. My boys would love that. They're addicted to Halo right now. No, son, I don't want to play Halo again. I'm old. I'm tired, and they, I can't kill nobody. They whoop me. They snipe me. It is the most Jesus-loving, violent game in our house. <laughs> Halo, yeah, an angel halo. That's good, Jen. <laughs> but this is good. Get this about Hannah. Not only did Hannah dedicate Samuel, but it was Hannah's dedication that brought him. See, it was the dedication that she already was doing that God knew that allowed Samuel to be in her womb and not somebody else's. Now, this is not, he didn't say, oh, I'm not, I didn't get my baby because of this. That's not what I'm saying. But this is a unique situation that God had for the next ruler of Israel. And so it had to be right. God doesn't make mistakes. And so he waits till it's right, and he knew that because of her dedication, she would then dedicate him back. It's so good. So my, my encouragement to you today some of you don't know about church, have never maybe been to a church. It's not too late to dedicate yourself back to God's kingdom. It's not too late to dedicate. We've dedicated other kids that were older. It's, it's, you can be a grown adult. I'm not saying we get up here and, and um, treat you like a baby. I'm saying if, if you want God's uh, next chapter for your life to be bigger and better and you want to shift, it's time to dedicate some commitment to the Lord. Y'all getting this? Commitment. He doesn't want hearers, he wants doers. Faithfulness is, is through action. So until you take what he's given you and do something with it, God's, God's kind of waiting, dare I say it, you step by step, because it's so true. It's so true, we're printing apparel with that on there, because it's everything and fundamental to this walk. It isn't about going to church and getting your, getting your points for the day, it's about taking this word in and doing something with it tomorrow. You are the body. You are the church. You're supposed to be active with it, planting in people, giving back the word. Be a blessing back. That's what God said to do with my word. If you don't plant my seed, it won't root. It has to germinate in someone's heart. And guess what? They're going to go save somebody else. They're going to bring Jesus to somebody else who saves people across the world. You never even met because of a seed you dropped on them. Isn't that good? Y'all can stand with me. Wanted to give you enough word that it made sense, but not, you know. It's not too late to dedicate yourselves. If you dedicate yourself to Jesus, He'll bless you. He'll bless you. Blessing comes by way of obedience. Obedience is acted on through faithfulness. Hearing God's word does not make me faithful. God says, I need doers of the word. Remember the sermon a few months ago, a few weeks ago, whatever it was, it's all, it's all blurred to me. We are the field 
He says we need laborers in the field, and the new translation says we actually are the field. So if you want the field to produce, what do we do? We activate what's in the soil and do something with it. And it's not too late to dedicate your portion of the field today into God's service, into Eli's house. It's not too, too late. God delivered us air to breathe this morning, so I'm thankful for that. Let's bow our heads, and I want to challenge somebody today who has never just declared a step of faith. Just, you know, it starts, we worship because it starts with what we say. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and what we say is active of what's in our garden of our heart. And so I challenge you today, every head bowed, every hand lifted, that someone someone just say to themselves, today I dedicate my life to a new season. I dedicate myself to a new way. God, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know where I'm going, but I just know I want a real change. And I dedicate myself to you. I'm going to be accountable when you deliver on this, God. I want to give you all of me. And now it's time I go full in for the kingdom you today. We just want to thank you for that and continue to bless you and pray for you. And if you have a baby you want dedicated, you come to me or Rochelle or Pastor Vincent or Pastor Nate or anybody and say, we want to dedicate this baby 